Hello listeners and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 35, Location Scouting. If it's been a few weeks since you've listened, last week we released a three episode mini arc that will have you on the edge of your seat. This episode contains major spoilers for that arc and really you should listen to that first. So if you haven't listened to it yet, now's your chance. Go back to episode 32 and start with open door policy. For those of us who are still here, be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode for a short Q&A with me, Artemis the Narrator, where I answer some of your questions and address some feedback from our listeners and our wonderful Discord members. And with that, here is Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, Episode 35, Location Scouting. Iso struggles in vain with the restraints of the Tanglefoot carpet as Reed slashes into the reaching tendrils. The combined scuffle does an excellent job of muffling the faint hum of an Oasis PD drone hovering into the room behind Sedoi. The nearly unheard sound sparks her subconscious, drawing forth memories from the past few days. She reflects temporarily on the simpler times, when the biggest problems she had to worry about were finding water filters, or a building the group could burn down to satiate that pyromaniacal rock star's creative ambitions. <laughs> she snaps out of her recollections a moment too late. Before she has any chance to react, not even walking, but hovering into the room is an official Oasis PD air drone. It just flies into the room, sort of like slowly hovering in an almost ominous way, and then turns left, turns right, and points towards Sedoi, and you hear just a as it fires two little darts from its attached air pistol. Wait, someone other than me is drugging Sedoi? This will not stand. <laughs> Listen, I have taken so many drugs recently, I can't take it anymore. It's not gonna work. It turns out it's firing cocaine. What? Ah, uh, you fools! You only made me stronger! <laughs> 16. Ooh. Ooh, that's barely there. Okay. So, with the air pistol, it's actually shooting sleep darts. When using this ammunition, you deal no damage with your attack. Anyone in meat hit by your attack must instead attempt to beat a DV-13 resist torture slash drugs check. Uh, Anyone who fails is now prone and unconscious for one minute or, or until they are awoken by taking damage or someone using an action to shake them awake. Boy. So, can I get <laughs> can I get a DV-13 resist torture slash drugs check? So, so that's an 11. Before I pass out, <laughs> I would like to describe what, how Sedoi, or like how this whole thing goes down for Sedoi, I think. Sure. She jumps off the carpet as Maeve rushes by, seeing, you know, that it's about to activate. Get out, get out. You know what, you're right. I better get the fuck out of this situation. This is clearly getting out of hand faster than I expected. Then the drone rolls in, and as I take my first step, I uh, don't land that first step, and instead just fall flat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You feel your consciousness slipping away as the door gets further and further away from you, and suddenly it all goes black. And Sedoi is unconscious. Reed, in your pajamas, you're realizing that the situation is getting kind of worse. <laughs> what do you want to do? Fuck! Reed is going to try and get to the case again, because I'm still tangled. 
you could get to the outer ring of flayed people, but I don't think you could get all the way to touching point of the box. I'm not trying to get to touching point of the box so much as touching point of the wires of the flayed people. Okay. He's going to try and grab a couple of the wires, <laughs> pull them together, and hold his rippers to them. All right. As soon as you do this, there is a delayed action added by the Beholden. Okay. As soon as you go up and touch those wires, the woman who has been hiding behind the box, you know, because guns firing and everything, rushes forward and grabs your arm with almost inhuman strength, trying to crush your arm, and, and looks up at you and goes, please, please don't, please, please! I don't want to, but you're leaving me no choice. Everyone calm the fuck down. All right, you pull your rippers to it? Yeah. Okay. From his point of view, he's just seen Sadoi go down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know if she's fucking dead or not. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, he's shit scared. The woman looks you in the eyes, grabs her hand, and puts it on top of yours, holding it. Basically doing a thing of like, if you stab these, you're going to have to stab through me. But takes no other action. Simultaneously, the drone and the two security guards stop what they're doing and turn towards Reed and seemingly take no action. Sadoi, what are you dreaming about? Cocaine. <laughs> cocaine nightmares. <laughs> the classic cocaine dreams. Yes. <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to wean myself off of it. That's yeah, fair. I fair. still have a synth coke addiction, and I haven't been taking any for like three days. All right, so Mavis, what are you doing? I turn around to see my comrades following me out of the room. Uh, well, they're trying. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sadoi is flat on her face. Yeah. Iso is like on his knees, like wrapped up in this shit, slashing away at the carpet. I'm going to reach up to my agent and uh, I'm going to place a call. 911, I would like to report him. No, I'm going to call Nico. Okay. Oh, he's going to love that. Yeah, 3 a.m. <laughs> you are trying to contact someone. Ring. You are trying to contact someone. Ring, ring. You are trying. I'm sorry. The person has not received your call. What? Can I leave a message? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what would you like said message to say? Nico, blue chips are fucked. The, every, everyone's dead here. The, the, apart from us, things are going bad. If you get this message in time, send anyone to the apartments, okay? I I better go before they all, you know, die. Bye. Alright, you leave an exceedingly alarming message for for Nico. (laughs) It's alarming. And uh, then hang up the phone. This is an alarming situation. It is an alarming situation. Is that my action? I'm assuming yes. That's a full action, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I just sort of like gesture to everyone. So, let's fucking go! <laughs> it's not a matter of wanting. Yeah, I would if I could. All right, ISO, the Tanglefoot carpet is still activated, but it, it seems to be pretty low on consistency. What's the word? Tangles? Carpet juice. Yeah, it's low on tangles. It's low on carpet juice. Yes. <laughs> you can pretty much move unrestricted now. Yay. How possible is it for me to carry Sedoi, considering the state I'm in and the tangles? Ooh, that is a good question. How much body stat do you have? That's a very personal question. Seven? Uh, it's seven, yeah. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I've got seven body. Me too. Give me an athletics check. So I use two luck points, and let's hope this isn't a two. It's 
not a two. Cool. Yeah, that works. 14. You go up and, and sort of grab Sadoi, and with a bit of effort, you're able to shrug her up on your shoulder and kind of carry her around like a sack of potatoes. And then I try to get out of there. What? Worse? All right. Your move action was spent moving to Sadoi. Your action was spent picking her up. You can leave on the next round. Oh, yeah. Makes sense because you're evacuating someone else. All right, Reed. At this point, an entire cycle has gone around without the Beholden attacking, which means that we are out of combat. Reed just lets out this long sigh. The Beholden stares at you as you basically are holding it hostage and says, What do you want, betrayer? I still want to talk. I want to go home. We have nothing to discuss with you. I was afraid you were going to hurt my friends. That's why I acted. Surprisingly enough, your attempts to get this thing to empathize with you are not going super well. It doesn't seem to really be responding to what you're saying. It's very, very focused on what you're holding, however. And some part of you, having negotiated a lot of stuff in the past, a part of you recognizes that literally holding a gun to somebody's head and trying to negotiate and talk with them and explain why you're not a bad guy doesn't work super well. Reed, like, immediately lets go. You let go and immediately the woman comes forward and starts straightening out the cables and, and, like, making sure that there aren't any issues with them. Are we good? I'm sorry. You say, I'm sorry. And you sense the two Oasis security force officers approaching before you feel one of them grab the back of your neck and squeeze hard as they drag you out of the room. They get to the door and the security force person picks you up, turns you around and lifts up its visor. And at this point you can see that its eyes are super wide and very bloodshot as if it hasn't blinked in quite a while. And it sort of blinks a couple times and then its eyes roll into the back of its head. And it says, do not return. And then throws you against the wall. And the door slams shut. So the party is standing outside the door of the Beholden with PLSNOK written on the front of it. And the hallway around them is relatively quiet. Right. Let's let's get the fuck out of here. Let me see if I've got anything that'll counteract whatever they shot Sedoi with. Can can someone carry Sedoi for me? I'm not in the best state. Reed just sighs and picks her up. Okay, then he just unceremoniously dumps her on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) You drop Sedoi on the floor, and Sedoi, this is enough to wake you up. It doesn't take that much. You wake up with a feeling of falling, as if you were, like, falling into a pile of cocaine, and suddenly you hit the ground. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there we go. Told you it work. I am a doctor. Sedoi, we gotta go. You may leave. We live. We're all alive, but we gotta go if we want to keep it that way, okay? Yeah, we're getting out of here. Okay, uh, I get up. Let's go. I have an idea, but let me tell you when we get to the bottom. The four of you find yourself in this hallway outside of the Beholden's uh, apartment and walking away from it. You're heading back towards the stairs or the elevator, whichever you'd prefer. Stairs. You're heading back towards the stairs, and Sadoi mentions that she has an idea. 
Maybe you should go and grab your shit right quick before we uh, maybe do uh, that music video filming job we have been asked about. Yes? Hint, hint. What's, what's a hint? I, I definitely think we need to go get our stuff and, and get the hell out of here, but Sedoi, that thing... That thing killed this entire... Look at this apartment building. Do you see? Sedoi gestures to the empty doors around you. I know, I know. You see? Look, that man had family. That that door was family. I mean, I'm with Sedoi in this. That thing's fucked. Morals aren't all as straightforward as we think. Like, like they said, that thing's new life. Maeve. They call this ants. Do you know what they do with ants once they're... Once they realize that this city is theirs? It sounded to me an awful lot like all of those people were inside of that thing, you know? Mavis, when is it gonna stop? Duh. Well, no, I know, but if we shoot a music video right here, right now, our chance to save those people is gone. This is the future. Those people, if they're in there somewhere... They might be in the chips. They might be... It's not like we can revert it, Mavis. No, there could be a way to get those people out into into new bodies. Maeve, you know? Maeve, listen. I have lived in this moral gray zone my entire life. This, this is the first time I am all white. Just so white. I, I wouldn't... I... There is no, there is, is no bad. America? No, not, not racist white. Like, like good part of, of color spectrum, you know? Like, not in a racist way. <laughs> I'm just visualizing the comedy of you saying this to Mavis, who is like drawn as a black woman. Just like, I am all white. You see, I'm all white. <laughs> yes, it all. I, I see, I see that quite clearly. No, Mavis, what I'm saying is I am good person in this situation. You kill this thing, you are doing good for world. Not moral grace on very evil, killed entire apartment building, must be killed. Hey, hey, Sidoi, how many people you reckon lived in this building? Mental, uh, 100, 150? Right. From the sounds of it, those people are... Those people might be inside that thing, or at least linked to it, right? Those security guards? That ain't it. You mean the security guards who no longer have free will? You mean all those people trapped in an eternal hell inside the cybernetic mess? But that... But that doesn't mean that you can't, can't maybe get them back. Most of the bodies are fucked. Well, I'm going to find a gas station. Maybe we go and find some people. We talk to some people. We don't go, oh, I know, let's just burn a house down. How long do you think it'll take to find help, Mavis? Well, I don't know. Give me a number. I don't believe. How the fuck am I? Fucking spitball. Do I look like a goddamn expert on half man's Reed? You're the closest thing we've fucking got. And he slams his hand down. As Reed does this, he's still holding a shoe. In one of his hands, he's still holding one of the shoes and he's like gesturing and pointing at Mavis with this shoe that he found on the roof. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll go with what you decide. I just don't want us to rush into anything. Maybe, maybe we reach out to someone. Maybe we reach out to June or we, we reach out to, I don't know, the, the purple chips even. They gotta know something crazy's going on here. I bet the purple chips are evil. Yeah, I mean, 
Are you sure? I mean, if the blue chips have gone like this, who knows what's up with the purple chips? At this point, you guys have made it to your apartments. You're standing outside your respective apartments. The only doors in this area that are closed. I'm grabbing my laptop. Just, just grab everything and yes. let's get out of here, okay? Yeah. Let's go. Read like I, I'm coming to your room to get my minigun. Right. It's going to have an accident in a fire, so. Alright. I'm gonna go grab literally everything. Yeah, I'm grabbing my equipment. Nice stuff, everything I can into my backpack. Including the nice cream we bought the other day. Alright. If there's anything specific that's not in your inventory that you want to bring out, now is the time to mention it. Yes. So I assume I uh, uh, just realized my heavy revolver is now lost to the room up there, I guess. It is. Yes. You left it on the ground. Delete. Yeah. Are there like gun vending machines? <laughs> <laughs> because we're losing weapons like left, right, and center. The concept of gun vending machines is not so far out of the way that you would not think like, oh, that's crazy. It, it is something that's reasonably and conceivably could exist in this world, but you know that you're only going to get like very poor quality weapons from it. Like plastic printed weapons. Yeah. I'm grabbing the sniper rifle. It's just been stacked. I'm going to grab a um, pouch, I guess, of the... Because you said there originally there is a nutrient synthesizer, something in this room. There is. It's the thing that you guys have been doing in lieu of eating food. Yeah, I'm going to grab like however many pouches I can carry just quickly because I don't know when I'm coming back here and I ain't really flushed with Eddie's. You're not coming back here. <laughs> just puts a backpack under the machine. Yeah, basically. I was Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of more like a self-contained Keurig machine. I'm going to look around for a plastic bag of some sort. Sure. And just fill it full of goop then. All right, you find a trash bag. Yeah, I'm not above eating goop from a trash bag. All right, you put the trash bag underneath it and just kind of wrap it with like a little wire and then stick the button down and just wait for it to fill up while you start gathering other things. Delicious. Delicious trash bag goop. <laughs> Laugh it up. Laugh it up. You're going to be the one who's hungry. I've heard about trash diets, but this is something else. Everything else I've got in my inventory that I don't have equipped, I'm just going to pick up. So I've got like... Some guy's arms. I, I find Meta. Is Meta here? <laughs> Meta's here. Cool. Meta was asleep on your bed. Cool. I scoop Meta up into my top pocket. All right. Do you get the gasoline? I don't have gasoline. I do Wait. For the music video. Why do you think I have gasoline? I have a lot of things. I don't have gasolines. How are we going to do the music video without? We'll go to gas station or, and we'll go to explosion vending machine. Okay. Unless... Wait, 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 wait. Reed! Reed is like already down the hall. Like he just stops waiting at the elevator. What do you want? Reed, you drive car all the time. Do you have gasoline? None to spare. I want to look over the railing and look into the... It's presumably there's a parking lot here, maybe. There usually is. Any cars parked? There's an empty lot across the street. There are a couple cars parked on the street. So, I mean, there are a couple of vehicles and you recognize several of them to be gas-powered or tune-powered vehicles. Are there still cops down outside? 
so the the railing that you were looking over, you're looking just for vehicles. Uh, you don't see any police cars down there, but you do see red and blue flashing lights. They're not making any sound, but you see flashing lights. Those could be coming from the barrier that was set up around the corner where they were cleaning up a bunch of stuff off the street. Could be something completely unrelated, but you don't see any cop cars from your angle. Hey, ISO. Yeah? Do I suppose you know where Goldenrod or whatever the fuck her name is lives? Um, I mean, I only have her contact info, but I mean, I guess we could contact her. I, I, I'm not sure if she's like, sure, here's the spare room for your friends. No. Did you get the footage? Yeah, I got the footage. Of course I got the footage. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm no amateur. Come on. Think about it. Am I going to have to put the two and two together? No, no. I know, I know where you're going with this, but like because of the purple chips and everything, I am not entirely sure who to trust with this footage anymore. Like, if this was all planned, I'm not sure June is the solution for this. Because she still needs to get Oscar's chip. And like, depending on what she does with that, we'll see. Just tell her that we we are your security, you know? Also, is she chipped? No. If she ain't chipped, surely we can trust her, at least for now. I'd much rather we have somewhere to go, you know? Yeah, but all I'm saying is that let's wait and see what she does with the Oscar chip first before we trust her with this footage. Duh. Yeah. Right, but can we go there? Can you call her? Yes, but, like, we need a good reason. If I just say, like, we left the apartment, can we crash your place? But if we said, like, we just the apartment burned down, that's more plausible. You could say someone's after us after the chip. Iso? Yeah? Can I talk to her? Uh, you could, but she doesn't like nomads, so... <sighs> Asa, are you, are you starstruck? No? I swear to God, buddy, we just stared down a zombie fucking hive mind motherfucker, and you're gonna be like, oh, I don't I'm not think- s- I'm just saying, like, I'm not sure who to trust in this town. Is that so weird? Dude, we don't have anywhere to stay. We have this place, in theory. And just to mention, the city's still under lockdown. And the city's still under lockdown. <laughs> Look, we're still under curfew, let's- Motherfucker, I'll take curfew robots over that thing. Yeah, but like, let's burn his mother down and then be like, hey, our apartment building burned down. What the fuck what? Let's just, let's just fucking go. Reed, is your bike downstairs? Yeah. <laughs> Four people on a bike, let's go. <laughs> I'm with Iso, I'm going to help burn this thing down, okay? Fuck. At least let's do this in the morning. No! No time! I'm not gonna sleep with these motherfuckers around! I ain't going to sleep! What the fuck are you talking about, Reed? Mr. Nomad, sleep anywhere, motherfucker! What you talking about? Oh, look at me! I can fall asleep on a fucking motorcade! I can fall asleep in sand! I can fall asleep when there's a fucking half man loose in my goddamn apartment building and everyone else fucking kill themselves! <laughs> Are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. Look, it literally just told us to leave, right? It owns that top top floor. We just ignore the top floor for now. It shouldn't fuck with us. We don't fuck with it. Hey, let's fucking go! Do you see anyone alive on the bottom floor? Do you see anyone else alive on our floor? I don't know why the fuck we're not dead already. Do you have a blue chip on you? But you've got nothing to worry about. 
I got a feeling that not every resident here had a goddamn blue chip. It's not exactly the highest class of apartments. Does anyone want to do a check to try and remember? I want that to be a streetwise check. It's an 11. 15. Reed, you run it through your head and you recall that the children you've seen in this building don't have blue chips, obviously, but every single adult outside of your group had blue chips in the side of their necks. And when I say children, I mean like younger than five. They all had fucking blue chips. I'm not happy staying here, but we've got to do this safely. Let's safely get the fuck out of here, Reed. Isa whips out his agent and looks for the nearest gas station. <laughs> I was gonna do that. The nearest gas station is two and a half blocks away. <sighs> Let's burn this place to the ground. Like, we, we can we can take your bike, take something else in the parking lot, and get the fuck out of here. Get to your nomad shit. Oh yeah, you mean the nomad ship that's um, about five days away, trying to do a water pickup? Fuck. Well then maybe we can get to Nico's. Or we maybe we can get to, I don't know, what, where, where's Brandon right now? Where's his dad? I can't remember his name. Gabriel Greenfield is my employer. I'm sure that uh, he can help us in some way. Right. Is he blue chip? Gabriel is not blue chip. Gabriel is uh, dorky, but okay. Maybe we go there then. You got him his shit, right? Brandon likes you. So I'm sure maybe we could hide that. We got lots of people we can go to. We can't stay here. I have access cards to Greenhouse. We could go inside Greenhouse, if nothing else. And then we have indoor shelter. That seems fair. That sounds perfect. Either way, I feel like we should probably move instead of standing here talking in front of an elevator while there's a terrifying half mind upstairs. Nah, I'm going to buy a bunch of gasoline. Okay. All right. So at this point, the elevator has opened and you've all been having this conversation right in front of it. You step inside. Sadoi, you're hauling the gigantic minigun with you um, and just like lugging it along, <laughs> taking it like every step. I would like to buy some gas. <laughs> you get on the elevator and you start going down. Ah, uh, so is there anything about this on the screen sheets? Anyone reporting this? Is this isolated or is every blue chip? I think it's still playing the emergency broadcast, or isn't it? I so you realize at this point you haven't actually checked. You you have not taken an action to check your agent, but your agent, being the agent of a media, has already been collecting news stories about relevant things around you. What it tells you when you flip it open is that, hey, by the way, there are quite a few different disturbances happening around the city. If you're awake and bored, you could go out and check on them. There's nothing in the news relating to anything about the blue chips and no mention of a hive mind. I have some good news and I have some bad news, Mavis. There's shit going down, but no one's saying what the shit is. And that's hella sus. Like I said, I'm not sure if we can trust the media in this case. (laughs) And also makes it feel like if you could have an hour or so to edit it together and publish it, you could get the breaking scoop. And a target on my back. But uh, yeah, hey. Who the fuck? (laughs) An edge runner with a target on their back? Yeah, weird. Yeah, like no no one's reporting on this specifically. But you're you're saying there's incidents around the city? More than normal? Uh, Yeah, police scanners showing up. There's a lot of incidents. Around. Is it showing one where we're at? Yeah, I would assume so, since there's police coordinating and everything. Yes, your location has also been being noted as there is a disturbance here. 
The elevator gets down to the bottom floor and it opens up. And sure enough, there is a police presence here. In fact, there are three lawmen standing in the lobby next to where the guard would normally be posted. I dropped the minigun. <laughs> As the elevator doors open, all three of them flip around towards you, pulling their guns up. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're not, we're not that thing. What thing? This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, episode 35, Location Scouting. Thank you so much for listening. This is Artemis the Narrator, and today I'm introducing a new segment to conclude the show, Oasis Infrequently Asked Questions. In this segment, we're going to answer some questions that have been asked lately, some light and fun, and then one a bit more serious. We're going to start off our first question with something light from Jen. It reads... When are you going to reprise your role as everyone's favorite discount cyberware dealer? And would they survive a game of Halo and Horns if Jamie were one of the GMs? That is a good question, Jen. Um, I think I probably am going to retire Scott Young, at least for the purposes of Halo and Horns. I might be persuaded to pull the character out again if Jamie was interested in doing that. And if that was something, I don't know, that people particularly wanted to see, but... I don't know. I kind of feel like the the joke maybe gets old after a while. If you uh, feel one way or the other, please let us know. Easily contacted on our Discord. All right, next question. Oh, it's also from Jen. Uh, Follow-up question. Who's a side character that you would want to see in Halo and Horns? I think it's probably just generally more fun playing smaller, inconsequential characters and seeing what sort of nonsense and shenanigans the two GMs can come up with. So I'd probably say someone almost like Brandon or maybe like an unnamed NPC or something like that. I don't know, I, I, I think if you know someone like Gothard or, or anyone with any amount of real firepower is put in Halo and Horns, like you start entering into these like city cataclysmic occasions. Uh, and I, I think that's somewhat less fun than, than sort of the shenanigans you get up to at the lower levels. All right, our third question comes from our Discord as well. Roscoe asks, Where is the Oasis? I picture it as being somewhere near Las Vegas, but if that's it, what happened to the casinos and gambling? So the Oasis is actually based on a real city. It's in the same location as a real city, at least. There's this city called Oasis that is sometimes also called Mecca, uh, and it's just a short drive away from Coachella, like the Coachella. It's about a 30 minute drive, and it's near this big man-made body of water called the Sultan Sea. So the large artificial man-made body of water that the Oasis is sometimes talked about being near, it is that, it's the Sultan Sea. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You can go there and find it on the map and, and start figuring out you know where you think the different places of it are. We have our own internal map, but uh, we like hearing other people's theories. So yeah, that's where the Oasis is. Uh, thanks Roscoe for asking that question. We've had this one a couple of times, uh, so it's good to be able to speak on it and kind of clarify it. For our last question, we're going to shift gears to something a bit more serious. So can you cue us up some appropriate music, Paul? Perfect, thanks. Now, this question's a bit different from the others. Well, it's not so much a question as it is basically just raw, honest, heartfelt concern. 
that was expressed by one of our own in the form of a private Discord message to me. So before we get into it, I want to acknowledge that it really takes some serious guts to be the dissenting voice in any room. And though we don't see eye to eye and I respect their desire to rebel against authority and speak their truth to whoever will listen, I really wish they hadn't left the community and blocked me before I had a chance to respond. So instead, here's what we're going to do. In the off chance you're still listening, I'm going to read out the message that I received and the response that I wish I could have sent. Now, details may have been changed or omitted to protect their privacy, but I want to talk about the core issue behind the listener's message, in case there are others out there that felt the same way but didn't write in. So strap up, folks. This is going to be a bit of a bumpy one. Oi, Chum. Just listened to the latest episode. I, well, wanted to respectfully reach out regarding the Catholic Church shuffling comparison to the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor that you made in passing right at the end, if you have the time. While I may not be the best Catholic on a lot of folks' metrics, I found the comment rather uncalled for and felt very much a bit stunned to have a parting shot directed at my faith right at the end of the show and out of the blue. Everyone is absolutely entitled to their own opinions, to be sure, and I in no way feel like we as a church have done enough to properly atone for the gross harm that the priest sex abuse scandal caused its victims. But, well, needless to say, I'm a bit flummoxed and simply trying to express my negative reaction in a constructive way. My response. Hey listener, first off, I want to say I really appreciate you reaching out. I thought a lot about what you said, and I took my time to write out a response, and I hope you'll forgive me for the delay. You are correct that we took a parting shot at the Catholic Church in the latest episode. Your message suggests that you're not used to hearing such criticism, which tells me that we're doing something right. Our critique wasn't aimed at you or at anyone's personal faith. There's a significant difference between personal belief and the actions of larger institutions. When personal beliefs become organized groups and those groups start creating hierarchies, they stop being personal beliefs and they transition into corporate structures. And like any corporation, the Catholic Church as an institution is not exempt from criticism. Decades of historical evidence reveals that the church as a corporation has caused significant harm worldwide, from suppressing LGBTQ plus rights to participating in the literal and cultural genocide of indigenous peoples. And that's just before we even get to the thousands of instances of child sex abuse scandals just in the last like 50 to 100 years. Like you referred to the priest sex abuse scandal, but let's be clear, this isn't a singular event. These are repeated and ongoing instances of a gross abuse of power, often buried, denied, or minimized by this institution in question. This isn't a critique of the many individuals who find comfort in their faith. It's a critique of an institution that has caused harm and continues to cause harm while seeking to maintain and expand its power and influence worldwide. Listen, Chum, as cyberpunks, we distrust corporations by nature and personal experience. We especially distrust corporations that exploit, harm, and murder the most vulnerable in our society. This includes religious organizations that in the name of faith have spread and continue to spread harm throughout the world while evading accountability. Reading your message again, it seems as if you took this criticism personally. That wasn't my intention, that wasn't the intention of anyone at Oasis Cyberpunk, but we're not going to apologize for it. Instead, we're gonna keep spotlighting these issues and others like them because speaking truth to power and shining a light into the dark misdeeds of the corporate world is literally fundamental to who we are. The, the aim here isn't to disrespect anyone's beliefs, but when those beliefs become a larger institution and that institution inflicts harm and hides from the consequences of their actions, well, we're gonna call it out. 
I appreciate you reaching out to me though. We really do appreciate our listeners and the dialogues that the discussions that we have with them spark, even when they're uncomfortable. Because that discomfort often means that we're hitting the right note somewhere. This is Artemis signing off. Thanks for listening.